Hello and welcome to another episode of Mariners Mojo, Mariners podcast by two lifelong baseball fans, the heartbeat of baseball, Chris and Alex. How's it going, buddy? Depends on the day of the week. <laughs> True. Friday and Saturday, not great. Not great. We'll get to that later, though. In the meantime, this will be like the only time ever Alex is excited about France. Yeah, root for France. Yeah, something you never think you'd hear <laughs> Alex say if you know him. But not the country, because who would ever root for that? Talking about Thai France, who you could argue is one of the five best hitters in baseball. The best in the American League this Ooh. month? Oh, yeah, this month. You're correct. <laughs> don't know if I could go all year. No. No, probably not. Next year. Next year. Wow. Batting title. Oh, yeah. Best batting average guy in baseball. Yeah. Okay. That's a little different. I'm talking about, like, is he one of the best just hitters in baseball? That's a, that's a tall order. Yeah. Because he's still got 15 homers, 26 doubles, hitting 292. Pretty good season, right? Yeah, imagine if he didn't play hurt. Right? So, because we were talking about this before. Yeah. Take out the time he was hurt. He's like a 320 hitter. Yeah, where he went from a 325. 320 right in there, yeah. Down to like a 230. Yeah, it was Over like a two-week period. He went three for... 56 or 3 for 48 or something yeah, like right that. Yeah, if he got drilled in the forearm. Yeah. It's like, just go on the IO. And this is one of the times where normally I'm against, it's like, oh, if you take out this little section of a guy's season, he was really good. Because a lot of them are dumb. It's like, oh, no, that was just a bad stretch. Like, he was 2 for 40. It's like, that happens. Yeah. But it's, no, when you get hit in the forearm and you can't grip the bat anymore. It's like, you probably shouldn't be playing. Stop playing through it. Yeah. <laughs> And like that, when you're hitting 325 up to that point, you go out and you come back and you continue hitting at a 320 clip. Yeah, and you go right back in what you're doing. It's yeah. like, ah, you should have just done it in the first place. Yeah. Then and you'd be hitting at a 350 clip. So, okay, I'm glad <laughs> you said 350 because this is a question I want to ask you. So batting average has gone down every year, right? Yeah. Like 240 is what 270 used to be. Yeah, let's say about 30. So at the high end, though, like 15 years ago, what would Ty France's batting average be? Mm, right now? 355? Eh, probably around 350, 340, 350. That's crazy, right? Like to think he is, like, I know it's a bit blasphemous to say, like, is he the, the new Edgar for the Mariners? He's not going to hit a ton of homers. He's going to lace a bunch of doubles, and he's just going to hit all the time. He can play defense. Yeah. In case you're wondering. When did Edgar stop playing defense? Uh, I don't know. But I'm going to knock on wood. He hasn't made an error at first base. <sighs> and he just made an error. Things and the he, game's he, over. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to go see when Edgar started full-time DHing. Edgar's rookie year was 24 years old. His first full season. Edgar's first full season was at 27 years old. Yeah, he was a late bloomer, too. That's insane. Imagine it's if, a marriage tradition. Imagine if Edgar could have started when, like, A-Rod did it, 20 years old. Just another six full seasons of Edgar. 
He goes down as one of the five best hitters of all time, right? Hey, hey, guess what? Guess what? I don't know. It didn't tell me. Guess who just hit a home run? Uh, J.P. Crawford off Mike Fulton-Evitz? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Wrong wrong game. Ty France? Ty France. Nice. Solo home run. Ties, Ties it up. Three? That's awesome. Ty France doing Ty France things. In the top of the ninth, no less. It's like he hurt us. <laughs> took a ball, took a strike, went yad to right field for 16th homer of the year. Aren't you glad we started with him? Yeah. That was perfect timing. <laughs> that is awesome. You know what, though? It's going to sound really weird when people listen to the episode. It always does when the game's on. Like, No, because in a little bit, we're going to go back in time. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> go back to the interview. Yeah. But we'll get there in a little bit. <laughs> so, yeah, Ty France is getting even better then. Does he stay at first base next year? Man, that's the question, right? Because everyone wants to talk about Evan White being done. He's not done. You can't. Yeah. Stop writing him off, okay? Yeah. Anybody who says that, it's like, okay, you don't know very much about baseball. Evan White is still a baby. He doesn't have a full half a year in. What is it? 279, I think is what I saw. 279 played appearances at bats. I'm trying to load it right now, but it says, this site can't be reached because whenever you record, Chris doesn't get internet. Well, why not? I don't know. Evan White, here we go. Uh, he has 279 at bats. He's 25. No, he's not done. Even if he doesn't start every game, the Mariners have enough guys they can move him around. Yeah. They need to. Like, they need to get him in there. It's like, yeah, he struggled hitting. Guess who else struggled hitting their first couple of years? Abraham Toro. Wait, is he doing good this year? I can't remember. Bingo. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously not the same thing. <laughs> Guess who else struggled the first couple of years? Edgar. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be the greatest DH of all time. But they struggle when they get to the pros. It's the majors. It's a lot different. Yes. Just like you can't throw away Kellenic because he's had a tough year. Yeah. <laughs> you guys struggle Even when next year, they could struggle. You know who else struggled when they were young? Mike Trout. There's a reason it's not like any other sport where they get like four years and then they're a free agent. Yeah, because you can struggle for a bit. It takes time to get good. And these are prime examples of why even when guys are doing good, they still stay in the minors for a long time. Because then they tell them, it's like, okay, you need to watch pitches. You need to try and swing at curveballs instead. You need to do these things to get the experience at it. So when you get to the majors, and guys can throw you five curveballs in a row for strikes. Yeah. Hey, guess what? I think I think, I I think, think Erica's watching the Mariners. And they, I think something good's about to happen. No, I think she's behind. Or are they behind and it just happened? Yeah. Okay, that would make more sense. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Yeah, just like when you got here. Yeah. And Hanegard just hit the home run <laughs> in the car. And you walked in, it's like, oh, he's still up. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling into Alex's driveway. Get the notification. Hanager hits the two-run bomb. Walk in, put my stuff down, walk into the living room. Hey, Hanager's batting. Cool. This will be fun. Yeah, it's a bit of a delay. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I like it. That was good. It's better than the other way when you're listening to it on the app. And it's like, it's a 2-2 count. Bzzz, and your phone buzzes. It's like, oh, something's going to happen here. And he hits it deep. It's like, well, okay, I kind of know what's going to happen. Yes, it's gone. Okay, you, ruined the, you ruined the moment. That 
And then, do you ever watch the game cast on the app? Yeah, sometimes. The one that annoys me is when they put the ball in play and it tells you what happens. It's like in play outs. It's like, can you just say in play so then I can watch the little thingy and it tells me then? What's the point of the little thingy? Yeah. If you're going to tell me before anyway. Especially when there's two outs and it's like in play outs. It's like, oh, innings over. Like, I don't care if he grounded out or flew out or whatever. Yeah. With with no outs or one out and a guy on third, it's like in play outs. It's like, oh, maybe, maybe it was a sack fly. Like, that'd be cool. Yeah. But then it's like, you guys ruined it. But, oh, well. Back to Ty France. And Evan White, I guess. Because you asked, will Ty France be the first baseman next year? Yeah. So by one or two different metrics, he's one of the best defensive first basemen in baseball. Yep. Like you said earlier, no errors at first base so far. <laughs> and through a lot of games at first base, right? He's played what? No, I just had it up. I'm trying to get down to it. Uh, he's played seven, 65 games at first base. Or he started 65 games at first base. He's played 70 there this season. That's uh, that's pretty good. It's a better percentage than, than White. Yeah. I don't know. How many errors did White have? He's had three total. In, that's still really good, though. Yeah, in 80 games. Yeah. They're <laughs> like, well, that's crazy. Mariners have two of the best defense first basemen in baseball. Yeah, that is crazy. So what's tough with White is he's he's a right-handed bat, but he throws lefty. Yeah. So it really limits where you can put him. Yes. Like the only places you can put him are, what, left and center pretty much? Because you don't want to put a lefty in right field, because that makes throwing the ball in really difficult. Can. They can do it, but yeah. Yeah. It's just baseball's kind of built for righties, the way everything flows. But yeah, there's not a lot of places you can put him. Like, if he was a right-handed guy, you could put him at second. You could put him in the outfield. Because remember, he's super athletic. I think he could still go in the outfield, be more utility. Yeah. It's definitely way too early to give up on him. It wouldn't make sense. No, I wouldn't give up on him at all. <laughs> but I like, I do think Ty France is the answer at first base, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what else do you want from first base? Yeah, he's has the second best batting average in baseball. He plays great defense. Should have it if you take out the yeah whatever yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a, that's a good question. What is he still for batting average? Do you think he's in the top twenty five for batting average? American League? No, in baseball. In baseball? Because he's hitting uh, before tonight. He was hitting two ninety two. I think that's what I saw. Uh, I thought it was two ninety eight. No, it's not that high. Yeah, two ninety two. I'm looking at it right now. Before tonight, he was hitting two ninety two. Yeah, you are correct. All right, cool. Just made to make sure. Yeah, I know. Okay, still trying to get this to load because the guy he was trailing was um, Trey Turner. Trey Turner was hitting 323 or something, 324. Mm. Alex's favorite non-Mariners player. Should be on the Mariners. Is he your favorite non-Mariners player? He's probably up there. Did you see the slide the other day? Oh, that was the smoothest thing like, ever. It's like, that was perfect. It's like... I think the best meme I saw was like sliding into her DMs like and it shows him <laughs> sliding into home. It's like, oh, that's so smooth. 
It's like the perfect slide and pop up and just like, it. Yeah, it's what it I do. It looks fake. It does. <laughs> like it seems like CGI'd. Right? Like you'd see that in a Star Wars movie. Like that's not real. He didn't just slide like that. Yeah, and just everything about it's so effortless. Yes, if you haven't seen it, go look it up. Yeah. We'll we'll go post it. it from the Twitter account. Yeah, get on that, Chris. Well, I would if the internet would load. Just do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> you know what else we're going to do? We're going to answer a couple of questions, kind of, from Twitter. Because Cam Nicholson wanted to talk about Kelnick. So he was doing good for a while. I think, uh, what was it, a 15-game stretch. He was hitting like 267. Uh, strikeouts were really good. He was uh, like a 17 18% strikeout ratio, which is below league average. But then that Houston series, he struck out seven times. That's uh, not good. No, but people have bad series. Yeah. Probably t- trying too hard. Probably because it's, like, it's Houston. It's Houston. He wants to, He's a rookie. Yeah. That's what they do. That's true. So, which Kelnick do you think we're more likely to see for the rest of this year? The Houston Kelnick, who's going to strike out too much and kind of struggle, or the one before that, who's probably going to hit in like the low to mid 230s, like a 230, 240 guy? I'd probably say that one, yeah. That he's going to hit a little bit. And he'll hit a little bit. He'll, he'll go through a, couple, like a series and he'll strike out seven times. Yeah. Because that's just what he's going to do. He's very. I don't know, go for it all sometimes. Yeah, like high intensity. Yeah, high intensity. Yeah. Yeah. But it is nice that you can tell he wants to put the work in because what led to that change in batting average the first time, because even after getting called back up, he had went up above 100 and then dropped below 100 again and then made the change. He's like, yeah. no, I looked and saw what was going on and made adjustments so I could see the ball better and then started hitting again. You know he's going to put the work in. Yeah, he'll, he'll look at it some more and be like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Make an adjustment and figure it out. Yeah. So I think Kelnick's going to be fine. I don't think we have to worry about that at all. No. It sounds like we're in the same boat there. Yes. So then the other one we can talk about quick is there's a lot of talk at the trade deadline about extending Jerry DePoto. Why hasn't he been signed to an extension yet? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Other than they were working on it, and then they got into the season, and they're, he just was like, "Now nah, we'll just wait till after." See, I don't get it because he took an awful farm system and a team that wasn't great, and gave them the best farm system, a very small payroll. And a good team. Yeah, it makes no sense of why they haven't. Right. Other than maybe the change in ownership and all the stuff at the beginning of the year. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I don't think anyone knows why because I think it's a big question with everyone. Yeah. It seems like they should extend it. It's like I understand manager. You don't extend the manager because... GM does it. Yeah. He picks his guy. So if they don't get their GM back, they're not probably going to keep the same manager. Right. But the GM should be signed right now. I don't know. Yeah. It's, yeah. Maybe he, maybe he doesn't want to sign yet. He's trying to build his stock up higher. Because he knew this, this stuff was going to come out. I'm like, yeah, we're going to be like the number one system. 
I mean, it could be. He's put the team in an amazing place. They didn't give up any assets. They got more assets. And they got better at the major league level. Yeah. And the one he can point at to is uh, the Matt Brash trade. He gave up a reliever who's thrown five times for San Diego since they got him. Who was it? I can't remember who it was. The reliever, Taylor Williams. Does that sound right? I don't remember. I was just reading an article about it today um, by uh, Churchill. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it was something that he came out with. He does like a weekly newsletter thing. Um, and he talked about how his pitching prospect of the year is Matt Brash because he kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, Taylor Williams Thanks. is who it was. Oh, Jake Bowers actually doing something useful. You know what I was kind of surprised? I thought he was a bigger guy. He's not, is he? No, he's not really. Is he a little fella? No, he's not a but I always thought he was like, um, I don't know, just big and muscular. Yeah. No, no, he's kind of a skinnier guy. Not skinny, skinny, but not as big as I thought. What did I miss here? Oh, there we go. Yeah, so after the France homer, Toro singled, Fraley doubled. So guys on second and third, no outs. The rookies strike out, Kelnick and Raleigh, both strike out. Then Bowers, two RBI single. Bang, bang. 5-3 in the ninth. Did they hold on? They would have had Graveman. <laughs> Dork. Oh, man. I think the Seawald is going to come in. If, yeah, probably. If he, if he hasn't come in yet. One of the S's. They have so many S relievers. They do. They could have a whole... I think that one game they did have like all S relievers. Because what is it? Swanson, Steckenrider. Seawald. Seawald. Uh, Sadler. Swisher. Santiago, but he's suspended. Not No. Um, and... The one I can't ever pronounce. There's lots of names you can't pronounce. That's true. But he blew the game the other night. Uh, right before Diego. Diago. I don't remember. Oh, the, the Rangers game? Yeah. Uh, go no. back and look for you. Are you talking about that game? I can't remember his name. Are you talking about the Rangers game? That uh, they blew it and Castillo gave up the Grand Slam? Yeah. Because it was a pitcher before him. Smith? He's one we forgot. But We did forget Smith. No, no. No, Misowitz. Oh, Misowitz. That starts with an M, though. It just has an S it's as okay, a... Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. I was wrong, yes. Yeah, that's all right. Swiss Wits. Yeah. Let's <laughs> take the M out. All right. Well, as the Mariners try and win the game, we actually have a little treat for you. And Jordan Schusterman is going to join us to talk a little bit about the Mariners and that series against Houston, uh, some of the time against Texas, and just kind of baseball in general. And also, there will be a trivia question in there for you guys. So hopefully, you enjoy that. How's it going, man? I'm here. I'm ready to defend the pride of Texas A&M. Zach Deloach, is he on the, on the agenda tonight? <laughs> Why are you set to defend him? I saw he jumped up in a bunch of the prospect rankings. I know. But people are still hating on his... Horrible track record at at hitting with hitting with metal bats, but I always said, "Well, you just got to get some wood in his hands, and everything's going to be fine." <laughs> uh, we were just talking to a former teammate of his, uh, the guy they drafted, Bryce Miller. Oh, really? Yeah, we talked with him last week, two weeks ago, I think. Oh, I never even, I never even thought about that when they took him. That yeah, um, 
that they were teammates, but that makes sense. Yeah, he said that he actually stayed at Deloach's parents' house for a couple weeks. Amazing. Small world, yeah. right? Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Is, has he debuted yet? His freshman debut yet? I think he did, right? Yeah, he, he threw a little bit. I think he actually threw like two or three nights after we talked to him. Oh, it's his birthday. How about that? Oh, Bryce Miller, 23. Right, he's older. That's why they got him for so yeah. under. Yeah. I wish I, I wish I was 23 again. Same. You're not. You're not that far away. <laughs> I know. I'm 26, but still. <laughs> the baby still. Yeah, 26. I'm like Kevin Cops. I'm 26. <laughs> um, how are you, how you doing, man? We're doing all right. How who who who's on who's on? How many? I cannot even tell how many people I'm speaking to right now. So it's Chris, just like last time, and then Alex is here too, my co-host. Are you guys in like literally the same physical room? Yeah, we're like three feet from each other. I see. That's why. So it's just one other person on the recording, but yeah. two people. Yeah. Chris and Alex. Great. Alex, yeah. great to meet you, man. Yeah, nice to meet you. So uh, I think we'll get started here in a minute, and we're going to start you off with that trivia question if you're up for it. Yeah, you want to you start with that, or are you, we going to work that in later? Um, we'll start with it. That way you give you time to think about it as we're talking and then we can okay. quiz you at the end and see how it goes. Okay. Is it, I guess, I mean, I am assuming it's Mariners related or is it just totally just random baseball? Oh no, it's Mariners related. Okay. I'm not going to pull some random, like who opened in 1983 for Oakland or something. Weird okay. Like that. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah, I would have no chance of that. So, yeah. I mean, it's probably like catfish hunter. Or <laughs> something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, whatever, whatever you want to do. So we are joined once again by Jordan Schusterman of Cespedes Barbecue. How's it going, man? I'm doing great. Pleasure to be uh, with you guys as we watch the Mariners uh, try to win a baseball game. Yeah, it'd be nice if they stopped throwing to Matt Olson, but, you know. Yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? So we're going to start off instead of Alex and Chris quizzing each other with trivia we're gonna bug you with some trivia and see how you do with it i'm ready i mean i'm not ready but this can go in a lot of different directions i don't know i i think we talked about this last time i was on here but you know if this is like mariners history i'm i'm gonna be struggling right because i've only been a mariners fan since like you know 2011 well we're not going too far back it's okay. a bit further back than 11 but i mean at least you'll know the player all right bring it on Okay, Ichiro has the most hidden, most hit. Oh, I already messed it up. <laughs> Ichiro has the most consecutive hitting streak for the Mariners at 27. 14 Mariners have hit, or 14 times. Do you want me to take this over? Oh, man, I'm right. butchering. <laughs> I just want to make sure longest. I'm following so I, I know what to guess. Right. Go ahead. There you go. Ichiro has the longest hit streak for the Mariners at 27 games. Yep. The Mariners have had 14 occurrences of 20 game hit streaks Ooh. how many of them does Ichiro have oh wow yeah that's the question i was trying to ask <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, you, you nailed it dude it's all good um okay so 20 wait 14 others besides 27 or is that no. including his 14 total so one of them is Ichiro so so of the other 13 how many of them are Ichiro yeah um Wow. I will say nine. Ooh. 
you're actually over on it. Over? I got a little, little aggressive. <laughs> yeah. How many is it? So Ichiro has seven of the 14. Seven of the, seven of the 14. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Mark McLemore. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the rest of them, but. Just... Oh, you don't even have the rest of them? No, it was just a little little bit of trivia. We didn't want to mess with you too much. Oh, my God. Well, I, I'm not. But do you have the list? Because I would just be curious who the answers were. But No. Well, the only one I can go with is whose record did Ichiro break? Oh, um, I don't I, I mean, I could just guess Edgar, but what, what, what is it? Joey Cora. Joey Cora. That's a good one. I yeah, like that one. He had a 24-game hit streak, and then he got walked in his final bat in the 25th game and did not get a hit. Huh. How about I would that? guess I be on that then. You'd think, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. Um, I am going to see if I can actually get the answer to this question <laughs> while we are talking, now that I have already answered and not... I think you got a little bit more resources than we do. I mean, if yeah. I had a okay. Ichiro, Ichiro, Joey, Cora. Okay, this is not like a full list, but or no, I guess it is pretty much close to a full list. We got Cano, Joey Cora, twenty-four. Cano had a twenty-one game that stretched across multiple seasons. Nelson Cruz, twenty-one games in twenty fifteen, and then uh, two people I've never heard of: Richie Zisk. And Dan Meyer in the 70s and 80s, never heard of. And then here's where we get to the fun. All right, you ready for this, guys? I mean, this is this is good stuff. Okay, so A-Rod in 96 had 20, 20 yeah. games. But then Mike Carp in, wow. 20, in 2011. Mike Carp, I mean, who needs Mike Trout when you have Mike Carp? That's what I always say. <laughs> um, and then my favorite Mariner ever, not named Felix, uh, Unieski Betancourt. Wow. In 2007. So that is some crazy guys that made that list who did not last very long. Yeah. I don't know which one is more shocking, Carp or Uni. I think it's got to be Carp. I think Carp, honestly. Yeah. Because Uni never walked. So, like, he was swinging so much that, like, he was going to, you know, have a hit streak at at some point. Yeah. Um, When the guy's OBP is like single digits away from his batting average, you know, he doesn't take very many pitches. It looks like Edgar's longest was 17, which he did twice. So Wow. It's crazy. So there you go. Anyway, so sorry to upstage the trivia, but I know <laughs> that, that's why we have you on. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Ben Gamble had a 16 gamer in uh, 17. So anyway, yeah, okay. All right. Had all the hair flipping guys. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Um, all right. So we wanted to have you on just to kind of talk Mariners and, what happened in the Houston series? Because that was one of the most disheartening back-to-back games I've ever seen as a Mariners fan, in the regular season, at least. Mm-hmm. See, it's interesting that you use the word disheartening because I pencil in of the nine or ten games in Houston every year, I pencil in five just absolute ass kickings, like just like <laughs> just like run off the field. So those like to have them on back to back nights kind of sucked. But I was like so fine. Like I I much prefer getting just blasted and then I turn the game off in the third um than you know watching a game like we have tonight against Oakland. 
Um, so like in some senses, yeah, but like whatever, the run differential was already terrible. So who gives a shit? <laughs> like, like Houston's amazing. I think this is like, I think one of the most undercovered stories of the season because everyone hates them so much is that Houston's awesome. And I think people will have, will be reminded of that again once we get to the postseason. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it sucked, but like, I mean, I tweeted this, like it sucked to watch Gilbert struggle, but like only using him and poor Robert Duggar in the second game was like the whole reason they were able to even squeeze out the third game. So it honestly, I do not consider that series uh, a total failure. It's also funny. I'm curious what you guys feel about this. Winning the last game of the series always feels so much better, you know? You know what I mean? Yeah, especially when you do it in the 10th inning, 11th, 11th inning. 11th. Well, well, that, but also, like, again, imagine if those games happened in the exact same way, but it was in, in reverse order, right? If that happened on Friday and then they just got smashed on Saturday and Sunday, I'd be feeling terrible. I've been in a terrible mood right now. But, like, just because it, it's more fresh and, like, it feels like you end on a good note to go into the next series, it always feels so much better. Um, way easier to flush those disasters on uh, Friday and Saturday. I think that's a great way of looking at it because you're right. Like you win the last game and it's, oh, we avoided getting swept. Like we get out of here Mm -hmm. with a little bit of a good taste in our mouth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it was you open with like the nice clutch comeback win and then get the doors blown off the next two games, it would feel awful. Oh, yeah. And then it feels like the Friday one was more of the fluke, you know, because then it's like, oh, man, like they really put us in our place. Yeah. Um, But it is as it versus like, oh, like look at this resilience. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, again, it's not like, it's not like it was good to lose by a billion runs. I, I'm just, I'm just saying like I, those losses, I, especially against Houston, especially in Houston, I'm, I'm so unfazed. Like they've just been doing that for the last five years. And so it just doesn't, those games are like the least surprising results ever. Yeah. I mean, in a way I, kind of liked that they got the doors blown off the two times because then you look at the run differential it's like oh the mariners are nine games above 500 with a negative 65 run differential <laughs> or whatever it makes it even funnier to see i know i agree <laughs> right it's like lean in man like let's yeah. like we know they're they're not getting to zero so they're not getting to positive it's not happening so like at this point like let's just see how funky we can get so here's the question for you what number is higher their wins or the negative run differential by the end of the year <laughs> Um, oh my god that's such a good question <laughs> um well how many more times do they play houston i mean it's honestly that simple uh, right i don't know maybe one more time no i think they have two more series because they're five and eight against houston oh god so they've okay, got they've got so... two more series against them because you play everybody 19 times yeah and week. they have another trip to houston yeah. in in two weeks and then they yeah. play Houston next week. Oh yeah. boy. Okay. Um, so what is it actually is, is 60, is it minus 65 right now? Do you have the run defense line? No, I don't have it. My computer. I got it. Um, <laughs> is it that bad or is it worse than that? I don't even know. Let's see. Okay. Well, they got it up to like, they got it up to negative 40. Uh, okay. It's 62. It's minus yeah. 62 right now. So, so it was 65 before the win the other night. Yes. So, okay. Hmm. <laughs> so this is a great question. Okay. Well, let's talk about how many wins they're going to finish with. I need to. <laughs> I think they will be above 500, which I guess is not a hot take at this point, but I do think they will hang on and be above 500. I think they will win like 80, 
85 games, maybe 84. So then are the losses bad enough to get them down to 80? I don't think so. I think I would take the win total barely over the uh, run differential. But great question, and now I will be tracking this uh, every day for the rest of the season. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the Mariners. Like, There's going to be a match where they have five wins in a row, and they outscore the, team by, the other teams by seven. Then they'll lose three of four and get outscored by like 22. Mm-hmm. Right. So they'll still go six and three, but they'll be outscored by 19 over that stretch. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just all Houston, Oakland, 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 L.A. So, I mean, they're going to have to score those games against Arizona. They're, they're going to have to really – I mean, they're going to have to sweep those games against Arizona. Arizona's not – I mean, they're obviously terrible, but um, – They've been feisty lately. They have been feisty lately. They're not. They're not the worst team in baseball. Like we know, it's Baltimore. So, um, <laughs> and Texas. Texas is worse than Arizona too, for sure. Well, as long as Jonah Himes not. Yeah, bad. And as long as we don't have to talk about that. Um, <laughs> let's see. Like those. Like those losses are a five hundred times worse than I, those losses were worse than if the Astros had won fifty to nothing. Like yes. seriously. Um. So yeah. Yeah back earlier in the season with the back-to-back walk-offs and oh bro that's yeah that's so much worse than than getting asked by houston and houston how scared were you when heim was coming up in the final game of that series at the end of the game the worst part was that that was when they had gone on that crazy hot stretch right before leading into that series and it was like oh great now they're gonna play the rangers um and then that happened and I had been like super busy and traveling. So I like wasn't even watching. And then I tuned in for those games and I was like, really, this is what I come back to. <laughs> this is so bad. I was so angry. Oh boy. So we meant you talked about uh, Gilbert and Duggar earlier in that one game. Mm-hmm. Do you think Gilbert's getting tired? Mm. It's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting question. Um, I don't know. I mean, okay. We can think about, innings total and he's at 82 innings now the most innings he's thrown i mean he threw 135 and 19 but we consider that last year was a short season and he didn't pitch at all he pitched probably you know 30 innings in the alt site whatever the hell that is worth um so i mean yeah this would probably be about when he's kind of tailing off um i still think he's been pretty good but uh yeah, I could, I could, I think that's a reasonable thing to to be a little bit worried about. But uh, I mean, if they have any shot to even stick around, he's going to have to figure it out. So, um, and I don't know because this was this was uh, this was an issue in his junior year at Stetson. But again, like it wasn't in nineteen. Like he was he was pretty awesome the, all the way down. He made twenty six starts. So um, again, but bouncing back after last season, I don't I don't know what that number is. Um, I, I, you know, maybe he's just not as ready in the same way that, that, uh, maybe we'll start to find out if other starters start to wear down, down the stretch because of like, this is probably when you're going to start to see that. So wouldn't be surprising if he was one, uh, kind of taking, taking it, uh, if, if it's taking a toll on him, but I'm not sure. So I was thinking about this the other day and wanted to get your opinion on it since we have you back when Strasburg was young, they shut him down at the end of the season for a couple of weeks. Yeah. What do you think about doing that with Gilbert, shutting him down for a couple weeks once Sheffield's back, just giving Gilbert 15 mm-hmm. days off and then bringing him back? Hmm. 
It's an interesting idea. I mean, I would be surprised because like, I, I guess it's, 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 I, I would be surprised if they did that I'll, in theory, like conceptually, I see what you're saying. Um, but I feel like they're still like, they're still valuing just like him getting the reps as much as bringing him back fresher when they need him at the end. So like, if they're going to shut him down, then they should just shut him down for the season. Like, I honestly, I'd almost rather that than them try to randomly bring him back. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like if they've decided, Hey, the workload is getting to a point coming off the last year that we're not comfortable with. And like, and they make that decision, you know, on in a couple weeks, like I would understand that and I, I would be fine with it. Um, but I trying to bring him back. I don't, I don't think that really makes sense. I guess the reason I was thinking about it was if the Mariners do make the playoffs, you'd want to have them available for that. That's why maybe you just shut him down for a couple weeks, but yeah, it would be kind of tough to do. But then also if you're shutting him down, like you're also making your odds worse anyway. So, you know, you can't really have it both ways in that sense. And that would just be a weird thing to plan for. So. Uh, but it wouldn't be surprising if they do kind of make that decision and then shut him down early, uh, especially if they if they slip and you know if it's like September seventh and they're like six games back, like that's might be where you decide. Okay, he's throwing hundred innings, like he can be done. Yeah, I guess I could see them doing that. Is he hasn't been great over the last month? I think he's got like a eight four ERA and mm-hmm. uh, three hundred batting average against. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, what is he, has he been walk? He's still not walking, guys. That's the thing. Like, he had the one start against Tampa where he was struggling with command, but, like, only one walk over his last three starts, but he's just getting just crushed, right? So it's like, that's a situation where it's just like, okay, too many strikes? Like, but I don't know if the velo's been down. I'm really not sure. So I'd have to look into it a little bit closer. Make some of those trips over to a baseball savant and dive into it. I, I I might just have to do that, my friend. I might just have to. So another guy that's been fun to watch for the Mariners is Toro. <laughs> yeah, man. Every game. Honest babe. That's yeah, our guy. Every game, it seems like the Mariners made a better and better trade with Houston and getting him and giving up Graveman. I mean, is he going to be able to – not keep up 24 for 25 getting on base, but can he be a legit starter in your mind? Yeah. I mean, it seems like they view him as potential third baseman or second baseman of the future. Like, I think that like, that's something that they've, even though they've, they've cycled through so many guys at second, um, and I still want to believe in Shed, but, you know, that's going to be tough for him to, to kind of win that job back. But third base, man, I mean, <laughs> we all want Seager back. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if Toro's better at third or at second. But, like, yeah, I mean, I have a hard time believing he's not going to be in the opening day lineup next year at second or third. Um, yeah. That that would be the best way I could, I could phrase it. Um, but I mean, to, to your point, like what, what, what is he really? I mean, his, when he was raking in the minors, he was, you know, it was like a 400 on base and, you know, the slug was mostly on, if in like the doubles, 
um, is more so than the homers. I mean, he had, you know, he had 15, 16, 17 home runs. I that's, that would be about what I would expect. So I think, yeah, I think it's a good, I think it's a really good player. Um, I still have no sense for like how good his defense is at each of those positions. But again, like I said, like, and this is the other thing, and DePoto is going to say this a million times, um, but it's, it's worth noting is that he's, he's, he's 24. I mean, he's, he's the same age as Cal Raleigh, um, which is freaking bizarre. But like that's why you know he was a, a a really good. I mean, yeah, he's he's younger than Cal Raleigh. He's a month younger than Cal Raleigh, right? So that's that's uh, that's why he you could view him as as very much kind of a part of the the group moving forward. I really do think they believe that. Yeah, it would be awesome to see him at second because kind of a feeling that Marte is going to end up at third, whether it's yep. the end of next year. Yeah, yep, yep. that's a good point. I agree. But with Seager. Can you remember a guy who's been on a team this long, who this late into his career is most likely going to set career highs in homers and RBI and a career low in batting average? Yeah, I mean, I think that just says more about just like baseball now. Um, I mean, I think you could see as the shift has slowly basically ruined his batting average, he has just figured out how to hit for more power and just take advantage of the pitches that he's given and just not necessarily, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically selling out. Although like, okay, like he's striking out that much more than he always was. I don't know. Let's see. He is striking out. Yeah. I mean, he is <laughs> He's striking out. This is his <laughs> highest percent. He, he was never above 20% until 2018. Um, and then he's at 24% now, right? So he's still walking a good bit, but it's he's basically decided, all right, screw it. Like if they're gonna if they're gonna take away basically all these base, they're gonna take away 30 base hits a year, I'm gonna add, you know, 15 extra base hits a year in the in the place. And that's gonna drop my average from from 240 to 220. But now I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna hit 30 home runs. So I mean, it's not surprising that he, who is obviously one of the most consistent and just reliable hitters in the entire league for this long, like it's not surprising that he kind of figured out how to do that, but it is pretty fascinating to watch. I just never expected that he would turn into Jim Tomey. <laughs> well, that's not, let's not, come on now. Let's, let's be really, <laughs> I don't know. Do you know how many home runs Jim Tomey hit? It was a lot. It was a lot of home runs. Uh, I mean, it was, it was, career, Jim it was, it was almost triple triple the number of home runs uh that that kyle seager has in his career so i loved me some jim tell me it was just that's what it reminds me of with like all the the true outcome stuff it's like yeah that's that's sure 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 all right well i think it's gonna be a lot shorter interview this time than last time so (laughs) thanks for coming on man we appreciate it oh absolutely we'll go uh go watch the end of this and this game, as our, our friend Kyle just uh, just flew out to center, doing his best, trying to hit it over the shift. But appreciate the time, as always, guys. This was very fun. And, uh, yeah, always happy, to, always happy to join you. Awesome. Thanks, man. Have a good Thanks. one. All right. Thanks, Jordan. We'll get this posted tomorrow sometime and then let you know. Wonderful. Thank you both. Um, you know how to reach me. I would always be happy to come on again at the end of the season. All right. Awesome. Sweet. Thanks, man. See you guys. Bye. All right. So we're back. And you're back from the past. That's right. Back from the past. It's going to sound a little weird <laughs> because like, we talked to Jordan first because, you know, behind the scenes, 
you wouldn't do the podcast, pause, and actually do the interview, and then yeah, it, it takes a lot longer. <laughs> so we talked to him, recorded, paused it, insert it, finish recording. And I speak words well. Yes, Alex, <laughs> words. I love that we went from you mispronouncing things, 30 seconds later, it's sentence structure. It's hard to do. Yeah. Okay. Words are tough. Leave me alone. <laughs> I do that sometimes. I just can't fold together sometimes. Alex has a face for radio and a voice for silent films. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's like one of the meanest things you can say about somebody. But it's funny, so it's okay. It's as long as it's funny, it's allowed. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, it's going to sound funny when we're talking about, like, the Ty France home or the Jake Bowers 2RBS single. And then all of a sudden it's like, and Seeger flies out in the eighth <laughs> inning or whatever it was. And then come back to now. So, I guess we're going to jump into some of the games the Mariners have played in the last week. And that Texas series was just very odd. Right? To win 3-1. And then to win three to one, like back to back, to avoid Jonah Heim in both of those games. That guy. I hate that guy. Did you see <laughs> his stats against the Mariners? No, but I know like going into that series he was like two for thirty two. And then like the first game he had two more hits. Yeah, it's, it's like school way. Find it. It's not that one. I had a thing on um, his stats against the Mariners and his stats against everybody else. And, like, it's it's ridiculous. Um, here we go. Pulling it up now. Okay, so Heim against the Mariners had four homers in 34 at-bats and was hitting 265. In 169 at-bats against the rest of baseball, he had four homers and was hitting 177. Yeah, they just need to start hitting that guy with the ball or something. Yeah. Or walking him. Or... And he was still a part of that final game. where, And this is one of the times where it was just the 2021 season in a nutshell for the Mariners. Because the Mariners finally get a big lead. And they get a big lead early. It's like, oh. We're finally going to have a nice, calm game. We can win big, relax at the end. Yeah. <sighs> like, the bullpen's been great. Like, usually they put it together and it's fine and okay, we're good. Well, they've been under three RA for the month, month of August. Yeah, up till that game. Up till that game. And then it carried over. But So it was 7 2 going into the ninth. Yes. And swish rush. Yeah. <laughs> In the end of the ninth, it was seven to seven, because Castillo gave up a grand slam, three-run homer, three-run homer. Uh, I don't know. He gave up a big home run to tie it. A multi-home, multi-run home run. Yeah, and then a day or two later, went on the injured list. Yeah, yeah. His fastball was down. His slider wasn't breaking hard. Yeah. Like it, I think they were saying it kind of looked off for the last few games. Yeah. Just shoulder fatigue, it seems like. Yeah. Which makes sense this year because guys didn't get to throw last year. Especially relief pitchers. Yeah. It seems like it probably should affect them more. 
I think it's going to affect everybody. Probably. It's just that length of time. It's hard to simulate game intensity. But. Well, just relief pitchers, they go out there and they give it up. They throw it hard every time. Yeah. So they're going to wear themselves out more. Starters, they can. Oh, yeah. Although they pitch more. So, yeah. It's going to, everyone's going to get worn out. So, let's see. I'm trying to get a little more specific on what happened here. Uh, it was a three-run homer by Jason Martin to tie it at seven. So then in the ninth inning, uh, Ty France, of course. Of course. Or, sorry, in the, in the 11th inning, Ty France, two-run homer. Gives the Mariners a 9-7 lead. And then I think Toro got out. And then Kelnick, or no, Fraley, sorry. Fraley hit one deep and got robbed. So it gave him a 10-7 lead. So Fraley gets robbed. So then bottom of the inning, I think I have this the right game. Does that sound familiar to you? I don't remember. Just hear people clapping like crazy out there. Yeah, he robbed him like in a funky corner. So uh, Adolis Garcia robbed Fraley of a homer. Well, it makes up for the one of the games before, I believe it was those games. The guy went up the robbed the home run and turned his glove the wrong way. Yeah, that and was he hit the wall and just slammed the ball into over the fence. That was Torrens, <laughs> I think, was the one who hit it. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's like ooh. So bottom of the eleventh, in comes Seawald. Jonah Himes up, and he actually pops out. So okay, good there. Uh, DJ Peter strikes out, and then. We're worried it's going to start. Holt hits a single. Abanez hits a deep fly to center. And Fraley catches it with like his back at the wall. So they were real close to tying it up again. <laughs> but the Mariners get the win and they get the sweep. Which, like Jordan was saying, it was like, here comes Texas. Like, they're going to ruin everything. Yeah. And they almost did. They almost did. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. Seawald's in the game now. Okay, good. One out. I like Seawald. Yes. I like the S's. He's a wall. Big C wall. I'm not going to even <laughs> laugh at that. No, sir. No. Come on. No. How dare you? It was punny. <laughs> uh, somebody thought it was funny. I laugh at my jokes all the time. Doesn't mean they're funny. <laughs> I was going to say, somebody needs to laugh at them. I burn. All right. Um, but then that Houston series, oh my goodness. And we talked about this with Jordan a little bit, too. You're going to win one game in the series. You want it to be the last game, right? Yeah. Kind of set you up good for the next series. Yeah. And if you're going to lose, lose big. Why not? Like we talked about, who cares? Yeah. But just losing 12-3 and, like, the game's over right away. Yeah, they they, they came out firing. It's like, a, well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And after that game, it's like, well, it can't be worse, right? Like, the game was over right away. Like It's just one loss. Yeah. Or two losses, I guess, over yeah. the two games. But, but then just seeing them lose 15-1 to one in the next game. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, oh, well, just one more loss. Yeah. Just driving that run differential up. <laughs> They're trying to be the opposite of Toronto. What they get outscored by there? 23. They got scored by 23 in two games. So to go from 42, it's like they'd slowly been chipping away at that run differential. 42. And now it's 65. 
And what's Toronto's? A hundred? Something like that. Plus a hundred. Yeah. They're so, like a hundred and... <laughs> let's see how far apart they are now. They are. I'm curious. Now, cause, well, Toronto's been losing a few. Yeah, how far are they behind the Mariners? Toronto is 65 and 58. They're only a game behind the Mariners, I think. I think, that's I think they won tonight, so yeah. Oh, Toronto is plus 117. So they have scored how many more than the Mariners over uh, the year? 179. And the Mariners have a better record. Yeah, the Mariners are a game up on Toronto, and they've the run differential difference is 179. <laughs> Love um, it. That's a lot. That's what defense and good pitching does. And clutch, clutch, clutch it into. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to. Well, you just look at the Mariners. It's like a Everything's like within yeah, two. Everything's close. Until you get to the Houston. And like the two you said, what was it, 9-3 and 8-3? They won one and lost one, so the run differential over those two days was a run. It's like it's the same thing. Yeah. Like they could never get anywhere, even though they were winning games. And then they get to Houston, then. Yeah. Like, eh. Yeah. That's just. <laughs> but that's the thing. They got out of there with a win and a crazy win at that because. So going into the top of the eighth in that game. It's zero to two. Um, luckily, Tyler Anderson did exactly what you expect him to do. I think he went five and one third, five and two thirds, one third, five and one third, which makes him twenty-four for twenty-four on the year or something. I'm going five innings. Yeah. Yes, I believe so. Um, and then, so it's in the eighth inning. You know who gave up around that game? Do you know who gave up? Or, uh, yeah, he started it right. Graveman? Yeah, he gave up the first run. Yeah, yeah because... Do, do, do. Yeah, so Crawford hits a double in the eighth to score Bowers. And then that guy again, we keep talking about him hitting home runs when it matters. Ty France, homers in the ninth inning. Weird. Wonder, <laughs> and, oh, wait, wait. Who came up, who came up next in the, in the 11th? Oh, we're going to the 11th now? Well, wasn't it, that was the end of that one. No, no, Ty France homered in the ninth to tie it at two. Yeah. And then Ty France came up again in the 11th. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I was going to the next one. Okay, yeah. So then Ty France hit a single in the 11th. Yeah, buddy. Victory is mine. Mariners win. (laughs) Nice. Back to 10 games above 500. Yes. All right. And then Seager hit the three-run bomb to get to six to two. Yep, Seager hit another home run. Yeah. And then Houston made it a little scary in the bottom of the 11th, but the Mariners won, so who cares? So has there only been three guys hitting home runs? For the Mariners? Yeah. No, pretty much. France, Seager, Handiger. Yeah. I, and I don't remember any, like, the last week, oh, man. anyone else hitting a home run. I'm sure some, oh, someone has, I'm sure. Oh, Fraley. Didn't Fraley have? Uh, I don't know. Maybe not. Man, that's I don't know how to look that up quickly. I just know there hasn't been a lot that I can remember. I'm trying to look at, like, can I do last? I was trying to see if I could do, like, last week here. 
doesn't look like it. I'll just do August. Well, I'm trying to do the, August. The Houston stats. game where they got one run, that was Hanniger home run. The game before was a France home run and a Seeger home run. Oh, Torrens. Torrens has hit some home runs. But that was back against like Texas early. But so on the month, uh, Kelnick has three, Torrens has two, Murphy, Crawford, Fraley, and Toro each have one. Seeger has seven, France has five, Hanager has three. It's just Hanagers have all been recently. Okay. I think most of those have been recently. Yeah. And I think early was others. Because I just don't, like, every time so far, the last couple of series, it's been. Hanager, Seeger, France. Yes. Yeah. It's like, oh, hook another home run by him. Oh, yeah. If you look at the Mariners league leader or team leaders in home runs, it's pretty ugly. So, yeah, Hanager, Seeger, France. Torrance has 14. Dylan Moore has 10. He has the fifth most home runs this season for the Mariners. <laughs> Tom Murphy has nine. Jake Fraley and Taylor Trammell both have eight. That's next. That's crazy. The Mariners just don't really hit home runs outside of their core guys. Unless it's clutch moments. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like Dylan Moore in that Houston game. Hammered. Yeah. Right? Okay, who finishes the season with more home runs, Hanager or Seager? They're both at 29 after today's game. Uh, I want to say Hanager. You think so? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because I'm going with the guy who hasn't hit him as much recently. Oh, like he's going to heat up now and Seager kind of cools down? Yes, that's what I'm going with. So I think Seeger only needs two more to set a career high. Yeah. Maybe it's one. Has he gotten 30 before? I thought it was... Career Is it high he was, got 30 once? I thought it was 31. Or was it only 30? I think it's that he got 30. Well, yeah, he hit 30 once. Okay. So he's gone, yeah, 30 this year, 29. He had a 27, a 26, a 25, a 23, two 22s, and a 20. So he just always hit between 20 and 30 home runs until this year. <laughs> yeah, I don't want don't to put that juju on him. Yeah, come on. Come, come on, man. Son. All right. Uh, yeah, just I guess we can talk about the game tonight now that it's over. Yes, it is over. Yeah, yeah so that Hanner, Instant highlights. That's right. <laughs> so Marco goes, how many innings did he go? Five and change? Six. He did go six innings? Finished a six. Two strikeouts. Kind of low. Three runs. Two off home runs. You want a nice Thai France fun fact? Always. Thai France is the first player with a game-tying home run in the ninth inning or later in back-to-back games in Mariners history. Already in the history books for the Mariners. And the first player to do it in Major League Baseball in 13 years. Hanley was the last one to do it in June 2008. (laughs) That's crazy. Interesting. And back to the game recap. Sorry, that just came up and I thought it was fun to share. (laughs) A little bit of trivia. Yeah, there we go. Um, Yeah, so Marco, is that a good game from Marco? Six innings, three runs? 
Yeah. I understand it's a quality start. We're not doing that right it's now. It's a quality start. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't walk. Only 90 pitches. A couple home runs. I, he didn't have a bad game if he didn't give up the home runs. But, no. I mean, Olsen, it's just what he does. Yeah. Five hits, no walks. It's a pretty efficient game. Just two mistakes. Yeah. Olsen and Gomes. Yeah. Um, yeah, on the other side, they finally got to Blackburn in the sixth with the two-run homer. I think it actually knocked him out of the game, maybe. Or maybe pitched to one more guy. He's only went five and two-thirds. Yeah. I think they pulled him after that hit, our home run. So then it gets to the ninth. And this is where you started hearing us talk about it for the first but second time, depending on how time travel works. Right? Yeah, whatever. All right, so Ty France hits the homer in the ninth. Don't, we don't want to get into time travel. I guess we kind of already went over it. Like, Toro got a hit. Fraley got a hit. Bowers drove him in. Right? And then Seawald came in and shut the door. Yep. Seawald. Knocked it shut. Seawald has been awesome. Only one strikeout today. So his strikeout per nine went down. He didn't retire the side like last night? Nope. Strike out the side? That was awesome. Although the one wasn't a very good one, but no. Whatever. Those one this game, it was terrible. Yeah. It was like four feet inside on Hanniger. <laughs> and it literally almost hit him and they called the strike. It's like, eh. I'll have to... That's a bit off. Um, We'll retweet the ump scorecards thing in the morning so we can see how bad the card or the call was. I love looking at the ump scorecards. It was a pretty bad one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be on there then. But there always is. Yeah. That human error and all that jazz. But you know what? Big win for the Mariners tonight, getting that one against Oakland. Yeah, what's that put them? Two games back. Out of wild card? Or, uh, Boston won in extras. Oh, yeah, they had the walk-off Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they came back, or they blew it, and Texas tied them, because I think they were down 4-1, and Texas came back. And then they won. They're just trying to copy the manners, aren't they? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, so there's three back from Boston, two, two from... So they're chasing, they're chasing the AL East. They're five and a half from Houston. Okay. With six against them. In the next two weeks. Uh, I kind of hope that like Boston or New York or Tampa, one of those teams falls off, right? By the end of the year. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping probably Boston because they're the lowest one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always hope it's the Yankees that fall off because Yankees... Yeah, but they're two and a half above Boston. Yeah, well, because they've been super hot. Uh, Ten-game win streak? Yeah, they just knocked off the nine-game win streak from it. Yeah. Cleveland? Is that who it was? No. No, not Atlanta. Cleveland. Atlanta. Yeah. Okay. One of those southern teams. <laughs> yep. Um, just it would be nice if Oakland had a wild-card spot with two-plus weeks left because the Mariners play Oakland seven times and the Angels six times or something like that. So that way you could kind of control your own destiny. Because if you take care of business against the Angels, and then you take five out of two from or five out of seven from Oakland, like you'd pass them. But well, they do play Boston too. Yes, they play Boston in three weeks, right? The thirteenth, fourteenth. Um, I don't have the exact date, but yeah, it's yet 
The two versus Oakland, Kansas City, Houston, Arizona, Houston, Arizona, Boston. Those Arizona games, they have to win the series. Arizona's bad. Very bad. They need to beat Kansas City, Arizona, Arizona, then Kansas City again. And then the Angels. They got no more versus Texas. Nope, they're done with Texas. So we don't have to worry about them yeah, don't. That's choking about, there. Yeah. They finish that series off good. Yeah. Yeah, Boston is Monday, September 13th, the 14th, and the 15th. Yeah, so after this game they just played, they have 17 more versus playoff contending teams and 19 versus non non bad teams, really. Yeah, because yeah, it's, I don't know what Kansas City's record is. I don't know if you have it up on there. Uh, 56 and 68. Okay, so not good. So Kansas City, Arizona, Arizona, Kansas City, LA, LA. Right, I'm sure that's who you meant. Yeah, at LA at the end of the year, probably shutting down people. Yeah, they very well could be. Who's Oakland have at the end of the year? I bet you they have Texas. Probably. Ooh, I was going to look that up. Houston. They probably do have them too. I bet oh, you. Yeah. I bet you they have Houston because they would probably put the worst team as playing like another worst team. Ha! I was right. They have Houston. You're faster than me. <laughs> Six of their last nine games are against Houston. It's perfect. Houston just needs to win them. Yeah. Let's see. Ooh. Oakland's got a four-gamer against New York next. I'm going to be rooting for the Yankees. Feels it's dirty about it. You got to suck it up. I know. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't like it either, but... but. You know, if the Mariners are still in it and Boston's in it, when they come to town, I think uh, Jared said he might be coming out to Seattle to watch a game. Remember? Yeah. He's, that'd be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. We'd have to go to a Monday game or Tuesday game or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We'd have to do it. Let's see. What what days are those? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? No, it was uh, 13, Thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Yeah. We'd have to do it. Man, you need to do it the week before. I got the six off. No. <laughs> Could have went that month. Yeah, it's a holiday. <laughs> exactly. I have it oh, off. No. Would have worked out perfect. It's true. But things can never work out nice like that. Oh, well. All right. So I think we're about done. Is there anything else you want to get into before we take off? Uh, no. I think I'll save the prospects for another day. Yeah. Since there's a one picture or the one of the guy. Yeah. yeah. Keep your eyes out for... Do you remember his name? I can't remember if it's Kerr or Carr. Kerr. <laughs> Ray Kerr. Yep. <laughs> I was like, ah, I say it wrong every time. Ray Kerr. Yes. He's pitching for double A. He's their closer, I guess. I think so. Something like that. Yeah. From converted starter. Yep. And moved to the bullpen last year. No. Yeah, last year. Did he pitch last year? Yeah, I think he said he had six games last year. Okay, so not a whole lot, but no. um, this year, tw- 28 innings? Yeah, 28 innings, like 40 strikeouts? It's 40, 43 strikeouts. 40, yeah, I was going to say 42. But throwing 99 E's, touching 100 from the left, wide left, 6-4. He's stretching out there and getting that Randy Johnson, like, maybe not that far. Maybe more Paxson. Yeah. He's got the Paxson 
wide left with a big curve slider. Yeah. I think he posted on the web, on the yeah, Twitter. Yeah. yeah. So, so you can go check him out on there. Go check that out, yeah. Sorry, I misspoke. He did not pitch last year. It was just that he threw at a bunch of different levels, and when I looked at it quick, I thought the bottom one was 2020. Oh. But he threw at fall ball, high A, and triple A. He threw a game at Tacoma in 2019. It's just been a quick call up from... Yeah, it looked like they called him up and he threw two and a third, scoreless, struck out two. But yeah, this year, 2.83, 13.5Ks per nine, whip under one. Yeah, you won't see him on any prospect list because he'll be 27 next month. Yeah, in two weeks. Yeah, September 10th. Yeah, so big bloomer, but that's yeah perfectly fine for a relief pitcher. Interesting. Especially if you're starting to throw 99 and 100. Yeah. Just add that to the, the next wave of bullpen arms. Yeah. Sorry. His positions are pitcher, outfielder, and first baseman. He hit back in 2017, but he hasn't hit since then. <laughs> so he could be a pinch hitter. There we go. Like, uh, oh, man, what was the – Micah Owings? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pitchers who write. That'd be awesome. All right, and I can think of no better way to get out of here after talking about pitchers who rake. So if you want to follow us, make sure to do it on Anchor, Spotify, Twitter, wherever. Just type in Mariner's Mojo, and you can find us. If you want to support us, Anchor is the way to do it. We don't feel bad about shilling for your support. So if you want to do that, go ahead and hop on there. Maybe you can get on the podcast via that manner. And if you just want to ask questions, go ahead and do that on Twitter. Otherwise, Mariner's Mojo, the heartbeat of baseball. Do it.